Today, the gospel gets down to the nitty-gritty. We hear Jesus lay out clearly his teachings, his mission and ministry fully formed in the Beatitudes. I believe it's extremely dangerous to see scripture as any kind of rule book, but if we were to ask for clear instruction from the living God, here it is, a set of priorities that rival the Ten Commandments of the old world, that challenge our human idea of success and firmly pull the rug from under our feet. And faced with these demanding requests, anyone with any sense will realise that they are perhaps a lens that focuses on our own inadequacies as Christians, as the children of God. In some ways, they are painful to read, particularly at this moment, because they highlight our failure and our inability to live in peace and service to each other. I met a lady at the very splendid Hammerson House care home on Bishop's Avenue, who told me, after I had done a little talk about my journey to the priesthood, that she had been protected from the Nazi regime and saved from the Warsaw Ghetto by a Catholic family who had claimed her as their own and hidden her under the guise of their faith as one of their children. She told me this story with great joy in her eyes as she remembered those people who had rallied around her, and I felt deeply welcomed and encouraged by her experience and the wisdom as she shared her story. There are deep wounds between the three Abrahamic faiths, never more highlighted than they are now, and yet what we have in common is so much more important and profound than what divides us. It's been an interesting week for me, where so many people that I have interacted with and served in some way are from the Jewish community, and I think there is a growing realisation that as the Anglican parish priest, I am here not only to serve the Christian community and to be a Christian witness in this place, but also to serve the wider community, and that means that I'm here for everybody, all faiths, or, of course, those most mystical of beings, the atheists. Paul highlights this calling that we all have to serve one another and to recognise the gift of God's love in our first short reading today. He says, what a gift we have been given, the gift of love and creation from the universal God, the immortal God, the God of no beginning and no end, And if we were ever in doubt that we are loved, then just take a moment to recognise your own existence, to allow that true mystery to wash over you. You are a living miracle. On first hearing, it seems that what Jesus is trying to tell us here is that the more vile and poor your life is on earth, the greater your reward in heaven. And as a sales pitch, let's face it, That can seem pretty unattractive. And I think that's why churches feel they must sell a message of Christ to the world by trying to paint a different picture. They manufacture theology like the prosperity gospel that encourages great wealth and the hoarding of it. These ideas have become increasingly popular throughout America and the African countries, sadly leaking into this country. 
selling a false message of salvation reflected in personal success. However, I think what the Beatitudes really tell us is that life is gift, even the really, really rubbish parts, the parts that mean sickness, loss, grief, poverty. And I know that that is not a particularly sexy idea, but like it or not, there is a profound truth in it. When we think about the saints today, we have to recognise that most of their stories end in terrible tragedy. In fact, it goes without saying that if you're going to join that glorious army, then you have to experience some kind of horrible, barbaric death. But perhaps it's not so much about the torture of beheading, racking or being boiled in oil, but more about the refusal to give up hope that is a saintly quality. Anyone can die a horrible death, but not everyone can refuse to despair and continue to look to the hope of an eternal kingdom that is fully planted in an earthly existence. At this difficult time, when the human race is faced with perhaps its most important challenge, the collapse of our climate, instead of pulling together at the last hour to heal and reconcile, we find ourselves in a place of war. And I think the Beatitudes become more poignant than ever in our search for guidance. There's something magical about Hampstead Garden Suburb. It's conception, a crazy imagining from Henrietta Barnett that somehow became a reality. And I think we have an ability to become a place that the wider world can look to, for example. A place where all faith and none live in peace and harmony, working together, playing together, and perhaps praying together. A place where community service is not just the responsibility of a few, but of all. And central to that is the spire of our building, a beacon pointing towards a God of eternity who smiles down on his children. Let's dream this dream together. Let's dream it as Henrietta Barnett did and make it a reality. Amen. The-